Michael Show. Glad you're on board today. Beautiful sky outside. Sunny, warm. We all know that. Just kind of stuck my head outside during the commercial break. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a little heat. I love it. Love the heat. Bring it. Big time. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, the, uh, we were talking about uh, Deshaun Watson before, and this is from Mark who says, how can the NFL allow this to continue? Why not just sus- suspend him? Now, the, the problem is, let's say, w- w- you know, whatever you think is acceptable is what you do. Okay, say you give him a year, you're gone, you're gone for a year. And then it turns out because once you've done it, you've done it. That's your punishment. Right. Then let's say you get videotape of all of this or voicemails and text messages. And it's just so much worse then with the new collective bargaining agreement, you can't go back to the well. You can't then suspend him even more for all of this. So what they're waiting for is to see this whole thing play out and to, to see what the total depth of this is. That's what the, that's where and with no criminal charges, it's all civil litigation, even though it just looks awful. Uh, I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, so I, I, I just—it's such a weird dynamic. I—I would—I agree with you. Look, I just get get rid of the guy. Just say until your stuff is done, you are suspended without pay. But then the league's going to the uh, players' association is going to step in and say, "What did he do wrong?" And you're going to say, "Well, it goes against this and this and this." And they're going to say, "But there's nothing legal about this. There's there's no legality here." He, he, you know, what you do behind closed doors with consenting adults is what you can do. The claims right now until proven otherwise are baseless. Until you actually have proof that something went on, there's nothing else here. So that's where you get into the gray area, right? That's, that's the problem with all of this. Um, when you go back to, like, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, he had... Just the, he had a girl that made the claim of sexual assault. Just the claim. It never went to trial. There there was never an indictment to it, but he got a six-game ban. Ray Rice got off easy, and then the video came out, and then they went after him again. That's when this whole you can't double dip on on something came into play with the Players Association. So what do you give him? At this point, with everything coming out, I think... And now you've got, don't forget, the uh, Houston Texans apparently are going to be named in the lawsuit as well because if they were indeed giving him non-disclosure forms to give to these women that he was seeing and supplying the hotel room for Deshaun Watson to meet these women, then they are then liable as well. They can be held accountable as well. So it's such a, a deep, murky issue but out of this, I think we can all draw the conclusion that he's a creeper, a talented quarterback, but a creeper. And had he, if he doesn't have any talent at all, 
if he is talentless or at best a backup quarterback in the NFL, he is cut loose by everybody. But because he's got this level of, quote, potential, you they're hanging on to him like grim death right now. So the Houston Texans are going to be named in all of this, apparently, if they haven't been already. And the league is just probably doesn't even want to pick up the phone. Every time Tony Busby calls, he there are you hear the word Tony Busby. Those two words together probably make you go, oh, just think about everything the NFL has gone through. And I don't even think I'm hitting everything. But you've got Deshaun Watson in that circumstance, the crazy contract given to him by the by the uh, Cleveland Browns, plus Baker Mayfield hanging out in the wind right now. You've got Stephen Ross and the accusations that were leveled, levied against him for the discrimination and also the accusation of throwing games. You've got Haslam in Cleveland also being accused of trying to get his coach to throw games. You've got uh, everything going on with Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders and now Jack Del Rio making his comments. Um, you've got, uh, obviously, Jerry Jones and the uh, things that have been going on down in Dallas. Uh, you had the car wreck. You had the girl that was basically extorting Jerry, but yet say she, saying Jerry was paying her because she's his illegitimate daughter, and he's saying, no, it's not, but here's money anyway. Then you've got John Gruden, who was the only scapegoat in the investigation into the Washington Commanders, who's now suing the league and has been allowed to continue the lawsuit. So the league now is upon discovery. So once that gets going, they can call Roger Goodell and the whole kit and caboodle onto the carpet there. And it's rumored that Gruden has been told by Mark Davis, don't take a deal. Let's just see the because he's not a fan of Roger Goodell either. Let's see Roger Goodell go down with the ship. And in the meantime, you still have the investigation from the Committee of Oversight and the federal government looking into the Washington commanders on top of it. Just look at everything going on in the NFL right now. I mean, it's a mess. For being, and, and you know what? Not many of us care. I mean, you care about the illegality and you care about the sleaziness that's lurking below the surface? Absolutely. When it all comes out, we, we become appalled. But don't mess with our Sundays. Does it really matter? Ben, does all of this matter to you as an NFL fan? I mean, some things different than others. I think I genuinely despise the commander's organization. Like, uh, all of it in the grand scheme, I think, does matter. I, I don't like Deshaun Watson. Is it going to affect who watches football on Sunday? No. But, no. It, I, I mean, we're seeing something similar with golf, right? It's like there's right? a lot of murky stuff going on. But when guys tee it up, are people going to go still watch them? Probably. Yeah. That's just it. I, people are still going to go check it out. They're going to just witness what they want to witness. Everything else you can kind of just, you know, very quietly shut off, send it down the road. But I, I agree. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to affect one iota uh, of people that want to watch the NFL on Sunday. But it is a mess right now. It's a, it's a mess right now. It's just... <laughs> I, I you, you start to real when you stack all of that up, don't you just go, Wow, that's a lot of crap. Right? Um maybe it's just me. But that that's a lot. That's a lot going on right now via the NFL. 877-867-1670. If uh you want to uh, give us a shout, phone lines wide open, eight seven seven 
867-1670. But yeah, that's just, that's, that's craziness. That's, that's a lot of craziness going on in the NFL. Um, this one's back from Art, who uh, says, uh, hey, I've got a lot of faith in my Milwaukee Brewers as far as your discussion goes about Craig Council being a Hall of Fame manager, which, by the way, I want to make sure that this is clear. We didn't bring this up. I didn't bring this up. But we All we did was it was a question from uh, somebody who sent us an email. And, uh, and so we just got into the numbers, all of this. He says, I think Craig Council has about 10 more years to go before you can consider him as a Hall of Fame-style manager, he's got to keep his winning percentage above 50%, also has to win at least one World Series before it's all said and done. But, his, but more importantly, his team has to be consistently competitive in the postseason. I think the Brewers are on the right track. Let's just hope they can keep David Stearns around that long. And, boy, that's a long time to be the manager of a baseball team, of one team, right? That's a long time. you got to go for a while to be to get that kind of number. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You got to go for a while to get that kind of number. I, I again, we didn't bring it up. We were just kind of looking to see if the emailer was correct, you know, or if that he was even on that kind of trajectory. Winning percentage, yes, but he needs about fifty, at least fifteen hundred more wins. And uh, obviously, the winning percentage above fifty percent, at least, and a, you got to have at least a World Series, and numerous appearances to the postseason, and probably deep into the postseason to be able to get there to uh, to say you've got a Hall of Fame managerial career. So, if he wins ninety games over the next ten years, ninety games a season for the next ten years, he still would be well short of 2,000 wins. Because he just got the, what did you say, five, how many wins, Ben? 563, 583? 563, I believe. 563. It might be 564. Okay. I don't know if they counted Sunday. Okay, so he's at 564, but if he wins 90 games over the next 10 years, 90 games a year in the next 10 years, that's a lot of postseason baseball. That's a, that's a historic run. That's 900 wins. That would put him at 1,463. He would still have probably five to ten more seasons to go, five to eight more seasons to go before he got over 2,000 wins. That's a long time when you think about it. That's a long time. And I don't think I could be wrong. Now, I I don't want to project this down the road too far because I'm, I'm really happy with the way things are right now and I want to see them continue to progress and I want to see a championship come to Milwaukee. But I don't see Craig Council, first of all, anytime soon getting fired. Secondly, if he does, let's just say he's he gets let go. He may go with a friend or somebody that he really likes in baseball, but can you imagine Craig Council being a manager in another dugout? You know, I just, I can't. Maybe it's maybe it's willful blindness. I, I you know I don't know, but I just I th- there's I think he took over Milwaukee because Milwaukee needed to be taken over and it's his hometown team. Maybe I'm I'm being completely starry eyed in all of that, but that's just my take. But I I just can't imagine Craig Council being the skipper in another dugout. I, I just I just can't. 
Camp. 877-867-1670. If you want to, phone lines are wide open. If you want to hit us up, feel free to hit us up over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find us there as well. You can also email the show, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny, second to national, Walker's Point. They have shuttles and run shuttles to anything and everything sporting event-wise in the city of Milwaukee, up in Green Bay, out in uh, out of Camp Randall. They got it going on. Check out our friend Stenny's, the best sports bar and kind of the cheers of Milwaukee, second to national, Walker's Point. Stop in, tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get out and enjoy it. Uh, summertime's here. Love it. 877-867-1670. Find us, 877-867-1670. Uh, this, was, uh, this was from earlier, and this is uh, Vince who says, uh, did you see Wiggins last night stepped up big time? Somebody other than Steph Curry got the job. You're right. Uh, Andrew Wiggins caught fire. No doubt. Golden State goes on to win 104-94 last night. They are on the verge of uh, finishing off the Celtics. They get the win at the Chase Center last night. Game five of the NBA Finals. Warriors one game away from their fourth title in eight years. Ben, do we consider that a dynasty now? If you win four titles in eight years? I would say definitely, especially given the different casts that have been there. It hasn't just been like a Jordan Pippen Rodman run. They did it before KD, they did it with KD, and they're trying to do it after KD. Yeah. So definitely. Yep. Uh, it would be the uh, the fourth time in eight years. It would also be their seventh uh, seventh championship all time. And then they would be alone in third place all time, and they would break the tie with uh, the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan in the game. Game six, Thursday night in Boston, back in Boston. And uh, the the back and forth game. Here's the big thing: no three pointers, then stretches of nearly impossible consecutive makes, and they had abysmal shooting. It just it didn't matter for the Warriors. They just kept getting it done. The big thing is that we're witnessing, and nobody's talking about, is the turnovers. The fact that the Warriors are getting turnovers. Boston is not taking care of the basketball. They've defended Steph at times pretty well. They just he's made them look foolish. But the fact that they have gotten turnovers, big-time turnovers. Curry was 0 for 9 um, from three-point his first game since November 2018 without a triple. It was the first postseason game of his career without a three-pointer. Draymond Green fouled out for the third time this series after a slightly better offensive night for him, remember. He had eight points at least. He had two the other night. But... uh but, yeah, Jordan Poole, another buzzer-beating triple from a few steps inside midcourt to end the third quarter. Place goes nuts. Poole had 14 coming off the bench. Boy, he's become kind of a, a folk hero out there. Steph Curry, obviously, is the king of all kings, but Jordan Poole certainly coming in, coming in fast. And the Celtics missed their first 12 three-pointers of the game. They couldn't shoot worth of stuff either. 
and they had 18 turnovers for the game. 18 turnovers. Jason Tatum, he just struggled through the entire season. Looked like he was going to suddenly break out, but he uh, he was terrible in the fourth quarter. Finished with 27, 10 boards and four assists, but he was two of six from the free free throw line. And the Celtics then melted down midway through the fourth quarter. Marcus Smart, again, arguing a non-call, then drew a foul against him, which he also argued. And I just, I can't wait to see Marcus Smart go away. I just, I can't wait. That's all he does is argue calls. That's all he does. So, got it coming up on Thursday night. There you have it. Um, Here's a bit of, uh, of news as well. Uh, Serena Williams, um, she wants to try to make a comeback at Wimbledon. Um, she... Uh, um, or wanted to try to make a comeback at Wimbledon. She has not won a Grand Slam event since 2017. 39 years old without a major championship in over four injury-riddled years. Um, does it seem like she hasn't won in that long a period of time? The Williams sisters just dominated the sport of tennis for so long, it's almost like you just expected it. You, you just were waiting for them to, to win yet another one. And it's it's been weird not having them consistently there. And it's one of those things that all of a sudden you wake up one day and realize, has it really been five years? It has. Has it really been five years? Yep. But Serena Williams, yeah. Not one since 2017. Just throwing it out there. throwing Dropping some knowledge on you today. That's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. A couple of bigger pieces of uh, news today, obviously, um, that uh, the live tournament golfers are all getting ready to get underway uh, in Brooklyn, Massachusetts at the Country Club for the the U.S. Open, and a lot of controversy there. Brewers got back at it tonight after an off day yesterday after snapping a losing streak on Sunday. They're back at it in New York this time, taking on the Mets. Matt LaFleur says David Bakhtiari, they expect him to be ready. For training camp, which was good news. First time we've heard more, something more, a little more substantial, a little more emphatic when it comes to David Bakhtiari. And then Deshaun Watson, who spoke today. He reiterated today that, one, he's innocent of the numerous allegations of inappropriate sexual conduct. He also said once again that he has no regrets about any of his actions. And he admitted that he does regret the impact that the allegations have had on the people around him. I do understand that I do have regrets as far as the impact it's had on the community and the people outside of just myself. And that includes my family. That includes the organization. That includes my teammates in this locker room that have to answer all of these questions. That includes the fan base of the Cleveland Browns. He just got picked up by Cleveland. How could he give a damn about the fan base of Cleveland already? That includes male, females, everyone across the world. Deshaun Watson's got a pretty big, uh, pretty big mind. If he thinks he's affecting everybody in the world, right? That's 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 putting yourself on a pedestal. That's the one thing I do regret. He says is the impact it's triggered on so many people. It's tough to have to deal with. In just the past fifteen days, two more civil lawsuits were filed. Another one's coming, and they said it's going to be up to twenty-six different women now that are going to have. Uh, a combined lawsuit via Tony Busby, the attorney, 
against Deshaun Watson. Busby said that a lawyer from Atlanta, like we said earlier, referred one of the women to him. The New York Times says it's a total of 66 different women. The listing of 66 includes the 24 women who have filed the suits, though. So 66 total. At least 15 therapists who issued statements of support for Watson at the request of his lawyers. At least four therapists contradicted what the Houston Texans, the five women identified as the plaintiff's lawyers during the investigation for the uh, civil suits. And at least 15 other women whose appointments with Watson were confirmed through interviews and records and reviews by the New York Times. So there's women that say, no, he never did anything. And then there's women that say, yeah, he groped me. The bottom line is this. If he did it to one, it's wrong. Even if the other 25 are are lying, you do it to one, it's wrong. What you get down to is the credibility aspect. Just crazy. Just crazy. This just keep, this is just like a bad smelling onion, man. You just keep trying to pick it up, and every time you try to pick it up and get your arms around it, the layer falls off, and another stink comes out of it, and it's just bleh. Two grand juries have said they're not going to file the legal charges for criminal charges, but uh, nevertheless, it's it still continues to be a str- distraction. There you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I the whole Deshaun Watson thing is just somewhat baffling to me. I still don't unless it's just complete power and ego, money and ego. How do you do that, man? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um by the way, this is what uh, specifically and I, I want to go back to this. This is what Matt LaFleur specifically said about David Bakhtiari referring to training camp this year. We'll we'll have a better idea as as we get closer to training camp. And, again, those are some really important players for us. uh, But they're they're doing well while they've been here. Would there be anything that would keep Bakhtiari from participating in training camp? I mean, time will tell. We fully anticipate it him being ready to go but um you know we we did last year as well so i think time will tell but we feel good about the work that he's put in and where he's at there you go time will tell it's not a you know again i'm not getting too deep into the weeds here on this because nothing's changed but when you talk about time will tell yeah time's gonna tell but there's nothing there that makes you really believe that other than the fact that he says, yeah, we fully expect him to be ready to go. Okay. But then he follows it up with going, well, we'll, we'll see. You know, oh, okay. That's okay. Let's just wait and see. Breathe now for the next few weeks, and then we'll wait and see what happens once they get to training camp. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Dwayne's Cover It All. If you're going to do anything, uh, you're going to do it with Dwayne when it comes to uh, the best boat cover, canvas, upholstery cover provider in the state, right there in Wausau, Wisconsin. Call him, 715-870-2119. Follow him on Facebook. Watch the work that he puts together. If you're a business owner and you got, say, office furniture, got to go. 
If you're a boat owner and you want to redo your upholstery, Bimini Top, travel cover, got to go. If you're, say, a gym owner, you want to recover all your equipment, got to send it. There you go. That's our buddy Dwayne. Dwayne's cover it all. Call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's, cover it all.com. That's Dwayne's, cover it all.com. Speaking of boats, don't forget about our friends at Skipper Buds right there in Pewaukee. Get a hold of Todd, the GM over there, 262-544-1200. Tell him I sent you, and Ryan in, uh, in the uh, service department, if you stop in there the next week, say, hey, Ryan, Bill's boat's done yet? Just checking, getting the engine put in. Can't wait to get that thing back. On a day like this, psh, would love it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Apparently, the pitch clock in uh, in the minor league system doing well. The pitch clock, a big success on an experimental basis down in the minors. Games without pitch timers uh, are averaging about uh, just under, well, like two two hours and fifty nine minutes uh, a game. With them, they're cutting off almost twenty minutes. How about that? Major League Baseball reporting now at the owners' meeting. There's been only uh, 0.6% violations per game, and MLB hopes to implement clocks in the majors next year. Do you like the pitch clock idea, Ben? I'm definitely not against it. Like There are some rules that change the fabric of the game, right? But, I mean, as a fan, you're always at the ballpark with a guy who works really slow, thinking, like, oh, why can't he just work faster? So, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's not, uh, you know, there are guys that are, you know, kind of nicknamed the human rain delay, and we've all been there, done that. But, uh, but yeah, I don't look. If, it, if you get through a game in two and a half hours, two hours and 35 minutes, that's not a bad way to go. It's not a bad way at all. I don't mind that. Uh, I don't want it to, like you said, I don't want it to affect the game, the rules of the game. But I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not adverse to this. And anything that's going to move up the game, move along the game, what have you, to the point that you know it's, it's I mean, it's the pitch clock, no big deal because some of these guys saunter, they step out constantly, the whole thing. I, I that is not a problem to me at all. I, I have no qualms with it. None. We've all we've all seen, you know, guys that just take way too long to get into the box, way too long that they've got to adjust everything, restrap the the batting gloves every time they step out of the you know, all that kind of stuff. So I we've all been there done that. Oh, that's why one of my favorite pitchers ever to watch is Cliff Lee. Dude moved quicker than anybody I've ever seen. Um, who was the other one? God, there was, it was like he no more than got the ball back and he was towing the rubber. And I'm trying to think, I think he pitched for Atlanta. It was just, it, it was go, go, go. I, it just was amazing. I God, I can't think. Terrible off the top of my head. It'll come to me at some point. But anyway, the pitch clock has been uh, deemed a success in the minors. So now we'll see if they actually uh, adopt it 
and bring it to uh, bring it to the majors. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. <coughs> Excuse me. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do so. Um, this is from Anthony who says, the Deshaun Watson case tends to disgust us, but if you can't prove anything, then what? Otherwise, it's a bunch of collective voices saying he's done something, but can we really live by the where there's smoke, there's fire mentality? Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I understand that. I, I, yeah, it's, this is what comes from, from false allegations where you have doubts or you have to say you got to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt or what have you. This is what comes from that. When you start to doubt people who actually have issues, you know, that, that are legit, and then you take people's word for it and they turn out not to be legit, it discredits those who truly are. And I, I agree with you. It's it's tough. But that's that's the world we live in, man. That's the world we live in. Let's get to the phones. Talk to Tim, our buddy out in Sparta. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's happening? Well, isn't it a beautiful day out here? I'm roasting away the pounds. <laughs> I love it. I love the heat. Bring it on. All right. Well, to begin with, I called Ben Kenny, uh, or um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name, uh, Grant, Grant Bills. Grant Bills, um, yeah. Last week over here, and, and he said he hadn't heard anything about your cigar dinner. And he <laughs> told him he should call your show and, and uh, let you know about that. Yeah, he got a hold of me on Twitter, actually, and I told him, because he said, what about for those of us that work till 6? And I said, hey, the cocktail's hour is from 5.30 to 6.30, so come on over after the fact. He's good to go. Good, good. He's one of my, outside of you, he's my second favorite guy to listen to. <laughs> okay, uh, great. The uh, As far as the golf is concerned with this live tournament, if they would just come out and say, we're doing it for the money, I could respect you, okay? Mm -hmm. But to say that you want to try this new format and it's new and exciting golf, I, I'm sorry, I don't right. want to. I don't want to watch something that's a team thing that goes 54 holes and is backed by one of the most murderous regimes on the face of the earth. I'm sorry, take your blood money, but just admit it. You know, everybody everybody goes yeah. for Nike. They all get Nike sponsorships as well, and and we all know what Nike is doing to get their shoes made over in China. Uh, I don't buy Nike. Um, I have nothing to do with their products because I don't like their corporate structure. If you're going to mm -hmm. use slave labor, put it out there. These shoes made by slave labor. Uh, and then with Deshaun Watson, come on. That guy yeah. is the biggest lease bag on the face of the earth. And now with the, the team uh, actively participating, supposedly, maybe, kind of, sort of, mm -hmm. right. in... Can you? If they haven't been named in the lawsuit, they're going to be. I mean, my God! And so yeah, that's the uh, that's the thought is that eventually they're going to be named, and if they haven't been already, and that's going to change things because then it it could be, um, I, I guess, the grounds at some point if there's lies that have been told regarding his contract with Cleveland that his his contract could be voided. I mean, I don't know. There's so many goofy twists to all of this. It's it's. I can't wait for the whole thing to finally come out and get it over with. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see what the punishment's going to be. Because, you know, he purposely 
put his contract for next year, he's only making a million bucks. Mm-hmm. So with him only making a million bucks, he, he said, well, if they ban me even for a whole year, what have I lost? I haven't lost anything. Right, right. You know, in, in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing compared to the other, what, $229 million he'll be then owed. So, yeah. you know, it, it, this is going to get really fun. And I'm just glad that we're not having anything to do with it. Because remember back in the day when it was, well, let's just trade Rodgers and his drama, which I am tired mm-hmm. of, to uh, the, the Texans for Deshaun Watson. And that'll be a pretty fair swap, and we'll have some talent for years to come. Right. That ain't the talent I want to have. <laughs> nope, I completely agree with that, 100%. I, I, I get where you're coming from, man. Tim, we look okay, forward to Tim. seeing you next Wednesday, buddy. Absolutely. I got my ticket. We'll see you then. Sounds good. There you go. Our buddy Tim from Sparta giving us a buzz. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Maybe you're heading out tonight or this weekend, which is going to be a little bit cooler this weekend in the 80s, which is nice, taking your boat out, get out on Pewaukee Lake, stop over at the docks, get off the dock, walk over to the to the deck, and enjoy yourself good meals, good food, good time, good music. Oh, it's such a nice place over there. That's Sunset Grill Pewaukee. The Sunset Grill Pewaukee. And tell Trish and the gang, we said howdy. We're going to wrap it up. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's big man uh, Montrezl Harrell facing felony drug charges. He got he got uh, pulled over in Kentucky. I don't know if you saw this or not, but gets pulled over in Kentucky by a state trooper last month, and uh, it was first reported by the Charlotte Observer. But apparently, now Ben, uh, I know what's acceptable as far as having a little ganja in your vehicle. Three pounds of it, though. You know, three pounds. That's yeah. That's 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 excessive. That is one big Bob Marley joint right there. That's not great. No. Yeah, three pounds of this. That's that's crazy. I don't know what the Mount Rushmore of these situations are, but I don't think that beats Josh Huff, who is a wide receiver. There's a bridge to get from Philadelphia to New Jersey. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's a medium-sized bridge, speed limit 35. Some people are ripping 50, but if everyone's going that speed, you feel safe. This guy was Eagles wide receiver pulled over at 4 a.m. He was doing 110 on the bridge with uh I think that same amount of weed and hollow point bullets and and guns and stuff. <laughs> it was a it was a wild headline to read. It just man uh, yeah. If you're going to cruise around with that much, uh, you know, that much in your vehicle, you, 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 you got to do the speed limit. <laughs> right. It just, you know, how stupid can you be? 
Come on. By the way, uh, the story came out with CBS Sports. Uh, the Dolphins, they were going to pay Sean Payton. They wanted him so badly this offseason. They were apparently ready to offer him a record-setting contract. According to the South Florida Sun Sentinel, the Dolphins ready to offer Payton a five-year deal worth $100 million. Five years, 100. Now, remember, Gruden did 10 years at $100 million. Peyton was going to get five years, $100 million, which would have made it just the second known $100 million coaching contract, uh, but with one key difference. John Gruden, again, got his contract over 10 years. This would have been over five. According to Sports Illustrated, the contract was actually only going to be for four years depending on which periodical you decide to read, which would have been upwards of $25 million a year. Just new crazy twist on an offseason that has been full of them when it comes to the Dolphins and Peyton and Brady and the NFL. There's been speculation floating around all offseason that the Dolphins had a secret plan in place to land both Brady and Peyton this season. And although both guys have been given the chance to kind of shoot down that speculation, neither of them have really come out and emphatically denied all of this, it, it, which is so interesting. Brady had a chance to shoot it down uh, last week when he was asked if he had talked with the Dolphins about the possibility of joining them in 2022 as an owner or a player. He didn't deny it. He said, I've got a lot of conversations with a lot of people, remember. As I have had the past three or four years in my career about different opportunities when I'm done playing football, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do, the Fox deal. I'll get to be in the game of football. The most important thing is uh, where I'm at right now, and I hope uh, what I hope to do for this team. That's been my commitment to this team and this organization. But he never said. He could have simply just said, you know, no, I didn't talk to the Dolphins. But instead, he all but confirmed that there were at least some kind of conversations. And Peyton also had a chance to shoot down the rumors back in April. He was asked about the speculation at a golf tournament, and he claimed he didn't know nothing about the Brady rumors, which, you know, okay. But he did mention that uh, there was some talk going on on his his end. He said, I have no clue about Tampa Bay, Miami, Tom Brady, Peyton said. But he said, my understanding is that there was a request put in uh, or that intermediaries talked. I'm like the rest of you. I heard the story. But Peyton... Didn't shoot anything down. He, yeah, yeah. So it just, what a weird off season this has been. Like I said, the big thing right now, if you're the commissioner of football, you don't even want to pick up your phone. Do you? You don't even want to pick your phone up. You just, you're just like, oh, God, not another one. Just no. I, I, I can't. I can't, can't answer this. But that's, that's the doings right now, if you will, in the NFL with everything going on. Kind of crazy, actually. Um, then there's Steve Kerr, who, by the way, uh, talking about last night's game, uh, was asked about uh, game six. And Kerr said, quote, we're going to finish this in Boston. Now, I like the confidence. I don't know if you make the prediction, but three games into the NBA finals, the Celtics had the Warriors on their heels with that 2-1 lead. And since then, everything's kind of turned around. And Kerr says, uh, coming up on Thursday night, we're going to finish this. In Boston, the last time they held a 3-2 finals lead, 2016 against the Cavs. That series ended with a Game 7 loss at home, putting an end to Golden State's 73-win season, remember. But uh, this is a little bit different. A little bit different. So, who you got on, on Thursday night? We're making our uh, too-early-to-go-right predictions. 
I will definitely still say the Warriors, but I'll I'm say they'll the win Warriors the series. Too. So I'll be wrong this game, then say it again before the next one, and hopefully not yeah. be wrong then. Yeah, I, I'm. I've gone with uh, the Warriors from the damn from the beginning, and I'm not going to change it now. I agree with you. I think they've they're going to end this thing. Um, Boston. Uh, they're going to – I, I want to say they're going to come out swinging, but that's obvious. That's like almost cliche when you're talking about a do-or-die game for for them. But I just I, – I, I think they're going to give a hell of a fight early on, and then they're going to kind of go quietly into that good night. That's just my opinion. I don't want to be this guy again, but, I mean, many are wondering with the U.S. Open being in Brookline, Mass., which is about 30 minutes outside of Boston, depending on the traffic, many are wondering if – too many Celtics fans are going to be out at the golf all day and, you know, not really care about the basketball game at night. Um, they, yeah, at least they won't care about it after about the second quarter. <laughs> That's getting deep into it right there, though. That's, I will. Uh, I'll check with my sources on the ground in Brookline and see what the mood okay. is. Okay. Yeah. See what it's see what's happening there. How many beverages are being consumed? That's the other thing. You know, if you enjoy the day of golf and it's warm and you're you're, you know, liquidating, so to speak, your assets and how much your assets are liquidated by the time Boston begins to take the court against Golden State is going to probably sway your level of commitment when it comes to your uh, <laughs> your interest. Yeah, I'll see what or the, whether or not you're leaning back in a chair with your mouth open. I'll see what the Boston Kennys are doing on Thursday, and that will give me a judgment what the entire city gotcha. is doing. Gotcha. Okay. You know? So you, the, the Boston source. Kennys have their finger on the pulse, that is. No, it's just really lazy journalism. I'm going to single source <laughs> it, get one interview, and then use that to draw massive conclusions. Okay. Well, at least you're consistent. I like that. I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Uh, any predictions on the, uh, on the Lightning and the Avalanche? I hope the Avalanche win. I'm kind of sick of the Lightning. Lightning was a great story. Tampa Bay winning at Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, you got all of that. Uh, now, yeah, I'm kind of over it. Colorado Avalanche have been really the best team in hockey pretty much all season long anyway. So you got that series. Did, did I? Do, hockey starts, what, in three weeks? <laughs> it's it's like, my God, is the hockey season a long season? Holy mackerel. That goes on forever. Oof. So, uh, yeah, you've got the Lightning going for the three-peat and the Avalanche trying to offend that off. They've got a star-packed Stanley Cup final coming up, so that gets underway. Yeah, we've got a lot going on, no doubt. So uh, today, uh, just after we get off the air, I pack it up, head to Rice Lake, going to be up at Turtleback tomorrow and on Thursday for the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing. The soiree coming up uh, tomorrow night uh, over at Tom Kozer's house, and then after that, the tournament uh, is on Thursday, and then we are going to be at Link Ford and RV in um, in Rice Lake on Friday. So looking forward to uh, seeing everybody there that wants to come out and say hello. So looking, looking, uh, always looking forward to getting up there and saying hi to everybody. We're going to talk with Gary D'Amato a little bit more about the U.S. Open, and uh, I'll see Wayne Larravee. He's going to be up in uh, up in Rice Lake. I'll be chatting with him. We got all kinds of different. Uh, you know, former Packers and former Vikings and celebs and such that are going to be there. So always look forward. And we should be joined by, uh, again, I think coming up on Thursday is our buddy Larry the Cable Guy going to swing by. So we'll have a great conversation with him as well. That's always that's always a ton of fun. Are you going to that's tee it up? 
Uh, I'm going to try to play some since I'm going to be there all day on Thursday. Uh, so I'm going to try to play some. I, I might have to get out there early because I can't play for the actual tournament because the tournament starts at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. So they'll already be a few hours into it by the time I get off the air. But I am going to try to get up there and, and swing a club and see how it goes, see how the, the lower back allows me, what it uh, lets me do. But So, yeah, I'm going to try to do that. So we're going to have a good time. So I'm heading up to uh, Rice Lake, then uh, over to Link Ford RV on Friday, back here uh, for Boondocks Ride uh, out of Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson on Saturday. Going to be at the Oconomowoc Chamber of Commerce outing and doing some charitable stuff there on Monday. Back into uh, La Crosse on Wednesday for the cigar dinner and then back into Milwaukee over the weekend after that. So, uh, And then don't forget, coming up this weekend for Father's Day, you got the ARCA series out at the Milwaukee Mile. And I was kind of looking that up. So if you're interested, you can go to Milwaukee Mile Track Enterprises Events. You can just look up Milwaukee Mile on Facebook, Milwaukee Mile with the Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee Mile logo, and all the information is right there. So uh, Milwaukee in the e-tickets you can buy right there online as well through the ARCA Midwest Tour uh, out in West Dallas. So you can get the uh, ARCA tickets there for Dad for the races this weekend. You go down to Great Lakes Dragaway. Dad's going to be uh, maybe racing in a quarter mile down there. There you go. A lot of good stuff. That'll do it. That'll do it. Good fun today. Lot, just a lot of little stuff to throw at you. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. And uh, we'll hang out with you. But tomorrow we're going to be uh, maybe, I don't know if we're going to be inside or outside, depending on the heat, but we'll be uh, up there at Turtleback. In Rice Lake, Wisconsin, brought to you by our friends at Todd's Ready Mix and Link Ford and RV. Until we talk from up north Dear A tomorrow, time for us to go. Have a going. Boop. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.